Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother all right hey everybody out there in the big brother world my name is sam and i'm your host for the big brother after show and this season 19 of course you know me as the troubadour of talk the toxic shock of blog talk and your host as I said, through this season of Big Brother, now, it's been a very interesting, interesting week. We're here in the Dead Dead Lizard Studios, not as hot as it was last week. There's a little bit of air, a little bit of cooler air going around, flowing through here, and that feels great. We had, i got to be honest with you guys, had a power outage last night here. So, missed, uh, didn't really miss, but had to catch up really quick today. Um, and use the CBS app. And if you guys don't have that CBS app, you, if you're a Big Brother fan, even if you've just started watching Big Brother lately, and I get nothing from this, um, it's very, very important for you guys to look at maybe trying to get that app. It's only 5 bucks, and you get to see past seasons, which to me are, are quality seasons, and Anybody can message me. I'll give you my list of quality seasons, and I divide them up into drama versus strategy. Sometimes you get both. Uh, I think Big Brother 8, in my opinion, was a little bit of both. Um, But, you know, look, there are other seasons that are on that app. If you have found yourself to be a fan of Big Brother, and a lot of you guys have bought the the feeds uh, through the Big Brother app just over the last, like, two or three seasons, I implore you beg of you if you find this game interesting to look at prior seasons and you will be absolutely hooked and again uh you know hey tweet me out uh you know what my suggestions would be for a great season for you to start uh, i would love to to do some of that for you guys if, if you haven't watched old seasons uh and you have the app and you have all that availability that app i believe is an hd too or not really an hd but higher quality than you used to be able to go on youtube you know they had these on youtube for a long time prior seasons Anybody remember Quirky Guy? If you know Quirky Guy, you go really deep in the Big Brother Big Brother um, depths of history. But that was a guy that used to have the uh, <laughs> all the Big Brother YouTube uh, Big Brother seasons on YouTube, and it was awesome. But man, the the quality was so awful. I mean, it, it was really awful. And uh, man, kudos to that guy. If you're out there listening, man, you know you're you're a hero amongst a lot of the Big Brother people who used to love to watch the old seasons. But anyway, I had to watch last night's. Uh, 
night, last night's episode on the app. Um, great stuff. You know, I'd love to tell you that we're going to have a huge night to talk about so many wonderful things, and we will. But, you know, we saw the blind side coming. We knew it was going to happen. And uh, there was a lot of talk of that early on, and that's that's where we are now. We're just going to try to weed our way through it because I felt like the end of tonight was a lot of excitement, a lot of intensity. It's going to be really, really interesting where we go from here. Of course, we're going to talk about what we think we're going to happen, we're going to see happen next week. We'll talk a little bit about what led up to this week, where where we ended up tonight, and, and you know, things that have happened that kind of set up the play as we go. Please remember, if you want to know what's going on, visit our friends Morty's.com, Big Brother Morty's. Uh, I think it's Morty's slash, uh, Morty.com slash BB slash, I think, Ford slash, I, I don't know. You'll, you, you guys who know computers know which slash goes which way. If it doesn't work the first time, try it a different way. Um, but... Hey, these are the guys I work with. They are very helpful. They push our show. Uh, they're going to have a lot of live feed information. Please go over there, get in the forums, talk to other Big Brother fans. You'll be glad you did. Um, you'll be uh, surrounded by people with a lot of knowledge and wanting to hear your opinions and interested in your memes and your gifts and everything else that you're going to put out there that you think are funny and think everybody else might think is funny. Um, but, you know, what a what an eviction night. I thought it was going to be really, really, really boring. You know, having to go back and watch on the app and then having to watch two hours back-to-back. I know a lot of you guys watch feeds, and I keep up with spoiler feeds through Morty's and whatnot. Um, I don't have the time to sit down and just watch feeds. Um, I wish I did. Uh, I'm just, I'd hate to tell you how old I even am. But I'm one of the old school guys. I just got too much going on. Not that you don't, but I just have a lot going on, and don't have time to really sit down and watch the feeds. So I, I use a lot of spoiler sites and whatnot. But yeah, a lot of you guys uh, saw all this coming. Uh, I saw it coming, reading a lot of that about the live feeds um, and getting some of the spoilers. Um, and we saw a, a, a really kind of a sad week, didn't we? I mean, just to lead up to what happened tonight, uh, not even to lead up, but just to even talk about tonight. I mean, you know, it, it's really, really awful. I mean, Jessica, I mean, wins this HOH, she wins the POV, she wins the Hex. I mean, everything is going for her. The battle back wins, you know, gets Cody back. We see her become HOH. And I think we're all in agreement that these nominees, nominations just really just had us floored. I mean, just really, really, it was very confusing. And and I get it. There's an effort to not stir up the house. There's an effort to not mess anything up. I think Jessica and in some uh, some way Jessica and Cody thought that the rest of the house was tired with, of Josh. I'll be honest with you. If I'm in the house, I'm kind of fed up with Josh. I know he's a, he's a lot different on the feeds, and he's not as bad as they edit him. Um, <clears throat> and I believe that's probably true, but... You know, I've got a lot to say about Josh as we go further, but uh, I just think that not mixing the house up, that that, that ship sailed. I mean, that ticket is not valid. Uh, you can't get a ticket on that ship if you, if you, you know, pay double the price. It has sailed. It is gone. And to think that she could hitch that up and kind of not stir up any issues by nominating Ramsey's and what she perceived as a, as a, as a hated player in the game – Huge mistake. And, and, you know, I tweeted out earlier to you guys, I think it was a couple of days ago, that, look, her in her in nomination should have been 
consisting of Paul and either Alex or Paul and Josh. Mainly because this is what I would this is this is my theory on this as we lead up to it. And of course, we see Paul win H O H tonight. Uh, the rich get richer. You know, listen. I know there's a lot of hatred for Paul. I, I you know, and and I have a little bit of I'm, I'm annoyed with Paul at this point. But I am also somebody who can stand away from this and say good game is good game. And despite, you know, it's kind of like a house with Derek. And a lot of you guys loved Derek in what season? What was it, 16, I believe? Yeah, a lot of people love Derek. Derek, oh, man, Derek's as good as Dan and Will. I'm not on that board, but I will say. It's not, you know, that house was a very, very weak house for Derek. Uh, It was a a really easy cast uh, for somebody who had a strategy. And he definitely had one. He was definitely a good player. I would have liked to have seen him in a harder season. I've said that over and over. Um, But... You know, you can't blame Paul for what's happening for him. I mean, you, you know, production, you know, a lot of people are blaming production. But let's just take that out of it for a second because that's all stuff that you're guessing and rumors and you're trying to figure out whether or not that would be what's going on in the house. We don't know for certain. We have our suspicions. That, and I've said it too. Production protects their vets. I, I think we've said that enough. Um, but you can't really blame Paul for where he's at. He's, he's doing a lot of things right, and I mean, for as annoying as he might be and as hard as it is to watch a vet come back and, and, and start sweeping the house for the second time in a row, it's, it's, and, and I get the safety and everything, but he's playing a game. He's playing the game for him, and it is working out spectacularly. There's a lot of things Paul's doing right, credit where credit's due. Uh, but the end game for Jessica needed to be uh, Josh on the block with someone he didn't feel he could win against. Now, Ramsey's was an immediate throwaway for the entire house. He's a bad guy to put up in that spot. I would have gone ahead and hit hard. I think Jessica is somebody that, that obviously has great intuition if she would listen to herself instead of, double, instead of doubting herself or letting Cody talk her into something. I think that there are times that Cody maybe should have listened to her during his HOH. And there definitely were times that she should have trusted her gut this week, um, but I think I think I think Josh is the right guy to put up straight out, right from the beginning. But I think I would have put him up against an Alex. I would have put him up against a Paul. I would have put him up against somebody that was very very safe in that house. Um, and I would have let Josh ruin the game. I would have let Josh just completely explode the house. And I think that was a lot of a lot about keeping him safe on Paul's part, which is very smart, whether it was indirect or, or direct. I think that Paul was very, very afraid of what Josh was going to do, what Josh was going to say, whose game Josh was going to blow up. And I think it's important to note that Paul probably saw this as a warning way early on. And he knew that, hey, if, if Josh gets up there and Josh is up against somebody he's afraid of going home against, Josh is going to blow up everybody's game. He's going to throw everything out there. He's going to lose his cool. He's going to be emotional. All the things that we're saying, he should be on the bottom of everybody's list and somehow it seems to slide through. It's, it's beyond me. Um, but, you know, I think you put Josh against anybody that he's afraid to go home against, and Josh absolutely destroys that house. I believe that. I think that Josh absolutely explodes. I think he starts talking all kinds of junk, and I think he starts blowing up every game he can get, and he tries to start getting desperate, and he gets emotional, and he's a wreck. And I think at that point, now I'm going to tell you the twister, because 
There's a lot of people that played that POV that could have won it that did not win it, but Jessica ends up winning it. Just, just you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but I was saying this earlier this week. The whole point is I put Josh up. I let Josh go against somebody like Alex or somebody that is strong, maybe even Paul, I don't know, um, in the hopes that I win that POV. And the whole idea is to let Josh completely blow the alliances, completely throw out there everything that he knows, do anything he has to do to save himself, get anything, you know, just explode, okay? Which we saw a little bit of that happen this week because Josh is an emotional basket case in that house. But I think at that point you use the POV and you take Josh down. At that point, Josh is no good to anyone. If he, if he absolutely blows up, I say if he blows up, let's take him down. Let's feed him to the Sharks. Take Josh down and throw Paul up. Maybe throw Paul against Alex. Or, you know, whoever you want to put up there. But I think Paul and Alex are the biggest threats all the time to win something. Josh is not going to win anything in a house like that. He may, as, as the house thins out. I would like to think that Josh would probably be going home soon at some point. We, we have said, you know, he's the comeback kid, man. Every time I say, you know, he's emotionally going to lose it and throw that house in a tailspin, he just seems to fight right back in it and just seems to be accepted for the clumsy, emotional basket case he is. And people look right past it. Credit to him. I mean, let's be honest. But I think I completely put Josh on that block against somebody that he cannot win against, somebody that, that is going to compete for POV, somebody who's going to fight to stay in the house. And I let him go up against that person. Maybe it's even Christmas. I don't know. She's got a lot of friends now. But I put him up against somebody I feel like he can go home against. Okay? And not Ramsey's because Ramsey's completely expendable. He's, he's completely somebody you can throw away. Somebody who's important to Paul. And at that point, once Josh destroys the game, once Josh is throwing game out there, telling everybody everything and getting mad and getting worked up, as he always does, that night on POV when he is for certain, I am not going to use it on him because I can't stand him. I pull that thing out and I say, Josh, I think I'm going to take you down. I'm going to feed you to the Sharks. You've ruined your game. You've ruined everybody else's game. I'm going to let them eat on you for a little while. Paul, take a seat. And I guarantee you this complete season shakes up. I'm completely thinking that Paul is playing a great game, and we're going to get to what's going on this week, but let's just happen to what's going on right now. I think Paul's playing a great game. I, you know, I've, I've bashed certain things he's done, but credit where credit's due, I do think he's playing a really good game. However, if you can get Paul out of that house in some way, shape, or form, the rest of the house is going to be chaos because they have followed him for so long that they really don't have a lot of their own thought. They really don't have a lot of their own game. For some reason, they think that they are, that every one of them is going to walk as a group to the final two and I guess just cram all their asses five and five in each seat with Paul, and they're all just going to get the win. And it's not a team thing. There's a lot of team in this season that's really bothersome as a play, as somebody who's watched this game play out for many years. It's very bothersome when we get into a team mentality because everyone thinks that they're friends. And no one thinks they're going to do something to each other. And we saw in the battle back, everybody chooses Paul to go in. Why Jessica said Paul's beyond me, I would have said Christmas. I would have said Christmas and then kicked her in the ankle. But, you know, we put this situation into Paul's hands all the time. 
And that just goes to show you that Paul's done a really good job of just manipulating this entire house this season. You don't want to call him a puppet master. I don't think he's worthy of that, but he has every right to think that he is. I really believe that. He has every right to think that he is, whether you love him or hate him. It is what it is at this point in the game. We are so far down where it is what – it, what, what's reality's reality to us watching this show? So I think Jessica made a huge, huge mistake. It's very obvious. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think we were all talking about this on Twitter. You know, <laughs> the Big Brother family was already talking about all of this already, way before now. We knew that this was going to be a mistake for her. It was quite a shock. It was kind of like Alex's nominees. By the way, did y'all hear Alex – kind of dogging on Jess's nominees. I mean, that was part of the show. I know she wasn't really doing it in the feeds, but she did it on the show in the diary room, and I'm thinking, you know, you have no room to talk. She's trying to claim that she knew Dominique was going to fly off the hand. She didn't know. She was just as weak as anybody else in HOH. Um, in fact, really, the two strongest in the HOH position so far have really been Cody and Paul. Um Cody's kind of backfiring on him because of circumstances out of his control. And Paul taking a shot at one of the stronger contenders in Cody. Um, so we've seen some really bad HOHs, man. I mean, really bad ones. And I think this season could have completely been changed with a couple of HOH tweaks. But you know what? Credit where credit's due for Jessica to win that HOH and win that POV. Uh, as we say, she uh, puts uh, Ramsey's and Josh up there. Um, I, I guess they just assumed Josh's obnoxious behavior was wearing on everybody else. You know what? As far as from the standpoint of the house, good for them for doing the blind side. I, there was no reason to keep Ramsey's. This is where game strategy is just lost now. Uh, and this is where really the only person playing with strategy is truly Paul because there's no point to putting Ramsey's up. I mean, you, you really think the house is going to fight to keep a guy who has no allegiance to anyone? Just no no strategy this week. It just was awful. Um, Razzy, we've said it, I'm sure he's a great person, but he was just – I just think he was lost in this game. We see a lot of super fans. You know, that brings up a great point. You know, we always talk about why super fans aren't on the show. It's not fair. Super fans need to be on the show. I'm telling you guys, year after year we see super fans. Year after year, we see the Christines and the Nicoles, and I give her credit for last season, whatever, but her first season, she was god-awful. You know, we see a lot of these super fans that get in this game, and we see some of them do well. Evil Dick, Evil Dick was a super fan when he got on. But, you know, there there are some winners that, that really just know the game. Um, but as you get later on, it's really, really, it's really, really easy to see why super fans aren't cast as much uh, as the demand is for people who watch. You know, a lot of people, when it comes time for casting, they get very upset that a lot of people recruit it. I think that's a lot for looks. I'm not saying that, you know, people trying out aren't attractive. I see a lot of attractive people trying out. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some there's some people out there that are, you know, models that are trying out. So I'm not saying that. But I think a lot of times recruitment is just easier than getting super fans because we see that super fans get in this house and absolutely crash into the mountain. And, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't cast recruits or they shouldn't cast uh, super fans, but I think obvious is obvious at this point, guys. Super fans are just Cameron, uh, Ramsey's this season. I mean, it's just really hard to vouch for these people when they go in and, you know, they're just in awe. Either you go in with a strategic mind or you don't. 
and I think that a lot of a lot of super fans just get run over by everything coming at them. And so I think Ramsey's just got in this thing, and he just never found his place. And the sad part is, is I think when he had kind of like that, I don't know if it was freaks and geeks type of thing that he was in at the first day, you know what I mean, where it was Jillian and, and Megan. I think that was would have been a really strong alliance. It's just that they got hit so early that it just tailspin out of control. Now, a good player adjusts to his environment, her environment. Whatever's happening at that moment, I'm, I'm making a move. Kevin is a lot like that right now. You're seeing a lot of shift. Andy was that way. Take a lot of what you – say what you want about Andy's game. I, say what you want as Andy personally, if you don't like him, whatever. I don't know the guy. But what I will say is that Andy deserved a lot more credit than he gets at times because he just – people just didn't like him. This is a guy who controlled all the information in the house, every bit of it, every whisper, every rumor, every secret controlled by Andy. He was a gatekeeper. And we're starting to see Kevin step into that role where he's starting to kind of get a lot of info from people because people trust him. And that is something that cannot be ignored when you're talking about Big Brother. But Ramsey's doesn't do this. Ramsey's is not that kind of guy. So he's completely expendable. Uh, Josh, I just think that, you know what, I don't know that it's, you know, listen, Josh has a lot to do, I think, with Paul just straight up knowing that he's got control over, over Josh. I think the effort to save Josh, I don't think if Paul steps in and helps Josh that Josh probably stays. Jessica's probably not so far off, but when Paul steps in and speaks a little bit of strategy, the, you know, the lack of better words, I guess the minions in the house right now perk up and they listen because it makes perfect sense. What he's saying is right. It's sensible. Why are we sending Ramsey's home? If we keep Josh, he's going to keep, he's going to keep annoying them. He's going to get worse than he ever was. He's going to throw their game off. And for now, he doesn't ruin our game. But the moment we put him up there and the moment he's going home, he's going to ruin everybody's game. And he's going to be obnoxious to everyone. And we're all going to deal with it. Maybe that's Josh's game plan. <laughs> I don't know. But what we see is just truly obnoxious behavior that is only affecting Cody and Jessica right now. It was really sad to see Cody get back in that house and Jessica get back into the whole smoochy smoochy thing. It should have been game time, game on. Let down for everybody. I still think Dominique gets very little if she comes back in the house. Cameron gets nothing. Um, so I don't feel very strongly that they were going to offer anything. Let's be honest. Jillian doesn't even know what what color the sky is on her planet she lives on. But the truth of the matter is, is that Cody was the best to come back. We're going to see if this hex makes things any more interesting. But uh, we see him come back, and just right off the bat, Josh – becomes a complete target. Stark on his back. I think Josh, in a way, drives everybody crazy, but you know what? If he's only affecting the pe- two people, then so be it. We see the POV, of course. Jessica wins POV. As we said, Jessica just wins everything this week and, and absolutely flops. Uh, there's not a whole lot to do with that. And she had the chance to make this all work out in her favor. She had the chance to make things right. And there's a variety of scenarios that she really could go through, like I said, where Paul is the final person on the block. Um, He won't get the votes to go home, but you can force the House at that point to vote out Alex, let's say, who you know is competitive. Jessica had every reason to put Alex up. Hey, you put me up. I'm going to put you up. It would have been all square at that point. Maybe, you know, they kind of squash things after that if she doesn't go home. But the whole thing is is that you have have every reason at that point if you're Jessica to put Alex up. Nominee has just made very little sense.
especially when Ramsey's was looking for somebody to team up with. Uh, it's the same thing with Dominique, you know. If, if you know, your boat's for sale. Uh, a lot of times, these people that don't have anyone to work with, everybody just likes them. There's nobody to work with. They're great people to get into an alliance with. I think Ramsey's could have been better suited to work into something with Cody and Jessica than to be used as a pawn. <laughs> I think that was an awful. You could have used him for a vote this week. Uh, but we see Jessica make all the wrong moves, and she she and Cody get burned. We saw her really try to trust her gut. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, there, there are players who are really intuitive, okay? They have a gut instinct. And, and my favorite one was always Danielle Reyes. There was not, and, and if you haven't seen uh, season uh, uh, season two, is it season two or season three? I'm sorry, season three. I always forget about season one. Um, I always kind of consider season two to be the first real season because it, it, it was played much differently than season one. Uh, but in season three, Daniel Reyes, one of my favorite players of all time, Will calls her as good as he is at the game. I think Daniel Reyes is, is amazing. If you haven't seen season three, go back and watch it. You'll be blown away. But she had a great intuition. She always knew when something was up. She just knew when somebody was lying to her. She just had this gut feeling. And I'll say, Dave from last season and the season before had that exact same kind of thing to her. She really knew she had this intuition and gut feeling. Now, two different things. Danielle Reyes knew how to control her emotions and make it work in her favor, and she knew how to trust her gut and not go back on it. Day was somebody who got very emotional over her gut feelings and kind of threw her own game out the window. But Jessica is somebody who seems to have an intuition. She seems to have this inner antenna that kind of goes off when something, this spidey sense, this Jessica style, when something just doesn't feel right. We've seen her, we've seen her talk about it before. Uh, you know, certain things that she didn't like that happened and she was kind of feeling nervous about them before. She just had a bad feeling. Jessica has to look at herself in the mirror and say, I've got to trust these feelings I have. No matter what they are, no matter how weird they feel, I need to trust them. I guarantee if Jessica would just tap into her intuition and play them right, she's ahead of everyone else in that game. Intuition is huge. So... We see her intuition kick in this week. We see Cody kind of talk her out of it on the show tonight. Um, huge mistake. Uh, we know that Josh was a personal choice. Ramsey ends up being a victim. We already knew coming into this thing that that you know Ram that they were already going to be doing a blindside uh, vote. But it just is bothersome with Jessica that really. The, uh, the the effort to put Josh up was not strategic at all. It was completely personal. We always see these things blow up in people's faces. Josh and Ramsey's truly offer very little game threat. They're going to say what they're going to say. They're going to get under your skin. We saw them with the pots and pans on the feeds, waking people, waking um, annoying Mark. Like we're seeing things starting to turn, um, and we're seeing Josh kind of get immature. We've always seen it, but we're seeing a, a turn in Josh that I think is going to be more annoying towards people that are working with him. Um, but really offers very little game threat. There's very little I've seen Josh do that makes me feel like, oh, well, he's just destined for an HOH. It's always the people who talk a lot about being destined for an HOH that never get one. Not saying he doesn't, but I think him and Ramsey's are very low. We'll have to, watch, we'll have to ask the URC, but they're very low as far as odds in winning an HOH, in my opinion, at this point. Uh, there's just too many better players out there. Uh, that want it. Uh, so it was a complete emotional nomination. 
but I told you guys, I, I think you, you make your end result. I put somebody next to Josh that Josh is going to be upset with and let Josh completely blow the house up. Um, we're, you know, it's it, speaking of Cody in this situation, too. I mean, we're talking about a guy who battled back after completely pissing off the entire house. It's very, very confusing why Cody thinks that he comes in under a clean slate. And I don't know if anybody really notices that. And I get that he feels, I can't trust anybody. Well, that's right. You can't. So why are you? Why did you? This week was a week excuse me, where you trusted everyone. And then you distrusted everyone. Then you weren't sure if you could trust everybody. Man, if I can't trust him, oh, I'm going to be so angry. Well, good for you. But the fact of the matter is, is that you got voted out of this house by a group of people. You marched back in this house. One thing I can tell you for certain is that if you ever leave the house and you come back in, nobody really wants to work with you. If anything, they're, ang- they're upset with you. You've taken the spot. You've been voted out. Now you're back. They've worked hard to get you out. Now you're back. They're not going to say, oh, well, let's work with them now. Well, my God, Cody's back. Let's just work with him. Let's clean the slate. And I told you guys, a lot of people said it would never happen. I'm looking at you, Sean, Mr. Excitement. Said Mark and them, they're not going to work with Paul, blah, 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 blah. What did we see? We see Mark, or work with Cody. We're seeing, we saw Mark and Cody, Elena come back in the fold with Jessica and them. They just really needed two more to kind of seal this thing. Why they didn't really pursue it heavy. Maybe they did in the feeds and I missed it. But it just seemed like they really didn't pursue it heavy. I know Raven's an annoying person. I know, I know, uh, Matt is an annoying person. I know they, they're virtually invisible. We barely even hear anything from them and so far. How many weeks have we had so far? We've been on a show a month now. We barely hear anything from them. But still, I think those are people that you attack and you go for and you go, look, you know, look at who's on Paul's side. Do you really think that you're high up? I just feel like it just did. They just never really worked it hard. They spent a lot of time romancing and catching up and, you know, knocking boots and everything else and went back to kind of the old Cody and Jessica thing when really it should have, it really should have, this old eviction for Cody should have really scared him into coming back. And I see a little bit better social game in Cody. He's really trying. We saw that a lot tonight with, with Christmas, which is a cool fact about her being a NASCAR. That was very, very cool. But the fact of the matter is, is that nobody's going to come back and work with Cody on a large scale to think that the entire house would vote out Josh over Ramsey's it just blows my mind. Uh, I think what Cody really needed to do this week is call a house meeting. And I know that a lot of that's going to be very unpopular with people because they're going to say, listen, house meetings always blow up. If he goes up and he has a house meeting and he throws Paul under the bus, it's going to blow up. And you're right, it would have. But I'm not saying Cody should have called a house meeting to rat out Paul, to throw Paul under the bus or Josh under the bus. He should have thrown himself under the bus. What he should have said is like, look, I know I'm back. I know that this is not the happiest moment for all of you. I know that you feel like you got rid of me, and I know that I made some mistakes. I'm here to tell you that being kicked out of this house and feeling the sting of eviction and feeling the sting of realizing that people do not like you on some level in this game was really humbling. And it sucked. And I realized that I approached things the wrong way, I treated people the wrong way. The things I said to Megan were awful. Looking back on it, having to re- I don't care if he believes it or not. I don't care. I don't care if he really believes it. It is a game where you lie, cheat, and steal. 
but he needs to throw himself on the sword, try to see if he can garner some people that really might be particularly thinking of working against, working for him or with him and Jessica, but I wouldn't throw Paul under the bus. I wouldn't throw Josh under the bus. I say, Josh, there's things I've done to you, obviously, that were wrong, and I apologize for that. I would have cleaned the slate. I would have called a house meeting to call myself out for that first couple of weeks of play. That's the only way that he's going to get anybody to consider anything with him. Okay? So when I say Cody calling a house meeting would have been a smart thing for him to do, I'm not talking about calling a house meeting to throw people on their bus, which is what always happens. That blows up in your face. It's a bad game move, awful strategy. But I think Cody coming out and saying, hey, look, the things I did were stupid. I want you guys to, Christmas, I want you to realize something. I know you're mad at me. I, I don't blame you. But I want you all to realize how many nominees I went through in my HOH. And that's not an excuse. It's just a reason. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. And I was just so frustrated. The only name on my mind was yours. And it wasn't – you've got to know, I didn't put you up in front of Paul or anybody else or, or, or Megan or anyone. Like, it wasn't really – you weren't the person I really wanted to put up. You just popped in my mind. And I was so angry, I just said a name, and it was the wrong name. And uh, you know what? Look. You can kick me out tomorrow, but I want you to know how sorry I am and how bad I feel. I think that would have gone a long way for making some people maybe believe maybe Cody is somebody that we could work with. I'm not saying it works, but it sure as hell works a lot better than going up in the HOH room and locking yourself in as you did before. It really works out better that way. It may open up some ability to sit down and have breakfast with somebody and have a conversation. A good conversation, it's not even game talk, just good conversation where they get to learn a little bit about you. Hey, man, you know what? I thought Cody was completely an asshole, but you know he's not. Excuse my language. I know there's kids around. But that's that's just how you play that. You play the opposite of, of sometimes your your perception needs to be the opposite of what people see. And you need to play up to that. I think Cody would have done a really good service to himself to call a house meeting and maybe even make everybody think that he's going to call Paul out. Go ahead and let, get, let Paul and Josh get upset. Let them work each other up. Let them lather up and get angry and go down there, man, stomping around. Now, oh, I, I hope he's calling a house meeting because I can't wait to have it. And then when they get down there, they have to go through Cody throwing himself on the sword and saying, I made a lot of mistakes my first week. I was stupid. I hope you all give me a second chance. I know that that's a hard thing to ask, but I just, you know, if anybody's willing to talk to me, I am a vote right now. I, 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 would, I would love to work with anybody. It's between me and you. Just come talk to me. But I hope you all know that regardless, if I leave this house tomorrow, that I'm sorry for what I did the first couple of weeks in this house. I think it cleans a lot of things up, believe it or not. Short memories in this house are a huge, huge benefit. So... Cody, I think you're playing it wrong. I don't know how he thinks he can trust anyone. Of course, he knows now that he cannot trust anyone in this house. He knows that it's over. But is he surprised? He shouldn't be. This should not be an amazement thing for him. He should not be seeing the light at this point. This should be something that that Cody, who I believe is somebody who has a good read on players, we've seen him nail down players right, Okay. It's a guy that should know better. It's very disappointing to see him kind of go back to his old habits. I see him trying, but it's not going to be enough, and I can promise you this. The way they talked to Jason that we saw tonight where I'm going to go out there and win HOH, now, it didn't work out for him because when it's not a competition, you know, Christmas had an opportunity. 
you know, we've talked a lot about Christmas being voted out because she's a lame duck. I told you guys, I did initially kind of feel that way, but at the same time, competitions like this, she's, she can play in. She can win these HOHs in these competitions like this. There's people who never win an HOH or a POV. All they do is play a social game, and that's what, that's what Christmas needs to do here, and she is doing it. So, look, you know, whoever you make friends with now, it may work out in the end. Cody, Cody made a big mistake there. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to go to a commercial real quick. You know, I got to around 1130. We'll go to a commercial break real quick. We're going to talk about a little bit about Paul, a little bit about Raven. We've said a lot about the main players this week, which is what I try to do. We try to hit all the main players this week. When I come back, we're going to talk about Paul uh, because – I think that Paul is playing some really, really sweet game right now. We come back. We might even take a call or two. Guys, hang on there. It's the Big Brother After Show with your host, Sam. We'll be back in, what, two and two? Isn't that what they say on Love Connection? you guys remember that at all? Probably not. We'll be back in two and two. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com. Let me take that break there and get a little uh, drink on. Listen, if you guys want to be a part of the show, you can always call in, 713-955-0749. And, of course, we've got a call before we talk a little bit about Paul, what's going on in the future this week after we found out the HOH winner being Paul. We've got to take a call from the 706-706. Are you there, my friend? Are you there? Hello. Am I on the air? You are on the air, my friend. What you got for us on Big Brother 19? Oh, what's up, Sambo? Man, I am enjoying this show so much. I swear, I look forward to the eviction night every week 
so much, but I think I look forward to your show more than I look forward to the actual Big Brother show because you do such a freaking great job, man. You're doing a great show tonight. I love your analysis. I'm really enjoying the show tonight. And I appreciate everything you're you the man. do, Thank man. Thank you so much, man, for that. That makes me feel great. Makes it all worth it. People like you out there listening in, man. I appreciate that so much. What I wanted to talk about tonight is, have you ever seen a bigger bitch than Mark? I mean, as soon as Cody gets back <laughs> in the house, this son of a bitch jumps back and starts going, hey, I really love you guys. And Cody sees right through that shit because he's like, yeah, Mark, you didn't take it. You didn't hesitate to stab me in the back. And Mark's like, "Oh, I love, True. I love Cody, and I love Jessica. I want to take care of these guys." And then all of a sudden, Mark's on the wrong side of the house. Paul wins the HOH, and Mark's the first one to run over. High five, Paul! <laughs> You're my boy, Paul. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? I love was that Paul, about? man. Mark, I love you are this the guy. Biggest, He's awesome. Most muscular bitch I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And that's very true. We're going to see that. But I think with this, I think, what, let me ask you this. We're going to talk about this later. But were you, were you as jazzed when, when, jazz, when Jessica revealed that she had the hex? Or, I mean, when she basically said, I'm going to be safe, I'm just happy that me and Cody are going to be safe this week. I mean, that had to be a pretty awesome moment because, <laughs> you know, everybody was like, yes, shit. Yes, I'm actually, I've got a house of five. And right now, it's the weirdest thing because I'm on the Paul side of the house. And the four other members of my family are on the Cody and Jessica side because they're, like, rooting for the underdog or something. They want to see that side find a way to win and, and get things going again. And, I, man, I, I don't, I can't stand the Cody and Jessica side because they're so dumb. Really? I mean, how freaking yeah. dumb was Jessica to not use the veto on Ramsey's and put Alex up? And the thing about it is, is Cody's screwing her game because Jessica's smart. You were talking about it earlier. And she's freaking yep. smart. She's on point. She thinks stuff through, and she knows what she should do. And then dumbass Cody comes in and goes, oh, I think you're being a little bit too paranoid here, Jessica. Maybe you should just leave it as is. And then sure enough, it bites her in the ass, and she was like, I freaking knew it. I knew it. And she knew she should have put – she should have took Ramsey's down, and she should have put Alex up. And, and there's no way they would have voted Alex out. They would have put Josh out, which is what the, all she wanted. She just wanted to get Josh out in her HOH week. And don't you think, though, if she puts Josh up against somebody like Alex or Paul – that Josh completely loses it knowing, hey, I am not going to win this eviction. I'm ruining everybody's game. I'm going to try to throw everybody under the bus. And then it's all out there. Cards are on the table because Josh can't keep his mouth shut. The guy's such an emotional basket case. I think it's a double win. You put him against somebody like Alex, like you said, or even Paul, that he's going to flip out. He's going to flip out and he's going to blow 100%, everybody's game 100%, 100% Josh would have gone home if Alex goes up because even though Alex – even though they should have taken Alex out, if that happened, it would have just been the way these guys are thinking. You just know they would have said, no, we're on Alex's side. She's on our team. Josh is really, he's not what you would call a floater because the Cody and Jessica side can't stand him, but he's not really on Paul's team, but he kind of is just because he hates Jessica and Cody so much. So they're like, well, we know that we're not going to lose Paul to these guys, so he's not really a – I mean, we're not going to lose Josh to these guys because he hates them so bad, but he's at the bottom of our total poll. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. And it's kind of like Josh is in that position where you're almost scared to make him mad because he's going to say something stupid about your game if he gets pissed off at you because he can't control his mouth. But at the same time, he's good for nothing other than a vote. So it's almost like – and I'm kind of – you know, I like the underdog in a house. I I feel like the whole house needs to be broken up. I think the only way that's going to happen is if Paul goes home. But I agree with you. I think Paul is playing the best game, and Paul is the person that deserves to be where he is right now because of what he's doing. This guy is – I mean, just the fact that he's flipping votes and he's planning this this blind side on Jessica and Cody – uh, I don't think the rest of the House ever would have thought of that. I don't think it would have ever crossed their minds. They probably would have gone ahead and voted Josh. And, and it, he's the one guy that's always a step ahead of everybody else, and he's always making moves on something. It's going to catch but up with him, I think, eventually. But is that because he has already right. played the game once? Is that an unfair advantage? I think, it, I think it is because he's got a calmness about him because he's not – you know, I think you get in that House, I mean, you can only imagine how lost you are. You know, you you're, you think you know what you're doing. You think you know how to play it. But at the same time, things are happening around you all the time, and you're paranoid, and things are being said. And I think Paul has a calmness to say, you know what, I'm going. if I ever get the chance to go back in, I'm going to play a lot harder than I did before. And I think that that's where he's at now. I think he's playing the game that he's probably, you know, he's had a year to think about his mistakes. He's had a year to think about what he would have done differently. And I think he's utilizing that in this game, and it's making him – a much, much better player all in all because this guy is controlling everything. He controls everything, even things that are – I mean, even telling people to vote differently. Hey, Kevin, I want you to vote for so-and-so against the rest of the house just to throw votes off. And, and Kevin does it, and Christmas does it. And it's amazing to me. But he's got everybody where he wants them, and you cannot take that away from him. Right. you got to give you, him credit. And if, he gets, and if he gets to the end – they're going to be, the last few people that are left are going to be fighting and clawing and scratching and anything they can do to get him out of the game because if he gets to where the 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 end where people are voting he'll he'll win for sure because everybody's going to say you know what this guy ran the freaking game yeah yeah and and you know at the same time it's amazing to me that if you think about all the people that think they're going to the final two with Paul Alex thinks she's going. Uh, Josh thinks he's going. Matt and Raven think they're going. I mean, everybody just has this belief that, you know, they're Paul's ride or die. And, I mean, you know, right. it's like if you just sat down and talked together, if you just sat at the table and just talked for a minute, you'd all figure out that you're not going the final two with him, that you have to make a move at some point to push yourself further. I, you know, at this point, you know, I heard Jason talk about Thursday night or yesterday, last night's uh, show, how he was going to bring the $500,000 home to his son. I think Jason is really playing this game, but it is such a volatile situation when one person is controlling an entire house to make a strong move because then everybody gets bent out of shape over you, you know, and you become a huge target like what Cody did. And so it's a dangerous place to be in, but that's where Paul gets a ton of credit. How dumb was Cody? I mean, he really thought he was just going to come back in and get everybody on what his side. What was I, that? I just don't, I just don't said, get it. Know, I mean, Jessica I, Jessica knew what was going on, and when he came back in, he specifically said, all right, I'm just going to shut up because obviously the moves I make are dumb. I'm just going to listen to what she says. And she was sitting there telling him, look, I think I should probably use the veto. And he was like, well, you're getting too paranoid. If you would have just shut the hell up, Cody – she would have used the veto. She would have made the right move. She would have got the guy out that you wanted. 
Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that when he was HOA, she she would have told him not to put up Paul or Christmas. He would have. She would have. She already said, I don't know why he put them up. He was completely left me out of that decision. And I think she would have probably steered him in the right direction. His original nominees of Megan and Jillian were completely non-threatening. They were completely non-threatening. You know. So, I mean, you know, he would have been okay if that first eviction takes hold and, it, and Jillian goes home or whatever. But it's just that things got out of control, and he stopped listening to Jessica, and he admitted that. I should have listened to her. That's why I'm out of the house. Then he goes back in, and just like you said, when Jessica starts talking and making sense and thinking strategy and trusting her gut, Paul, you know, Cody's talking her out of it. It, just, it blows my mind. Yeah. And, 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 and that's Jessica's, Jessica's weakness is the stereotypical weakness of women and its feelings and emotion and she let her feelings and emotion for Cody influence her brain which her brain was freaking on point Cody's a dumbass I mean he is a but freaking not, but not dumbass. only that he wants he much, wants to sit there and act like he's so tough and such a badass every one of his moves is wrong yeah yeah and, and the thing is, is that what was, the, what was the main reason she put Josh up? It was emotional. It wasn't strategy. You're right. It was a complete emotional nomination. She just didn't like him. She got tired of him picking on her. So he put, she put him up. It wasn't a strategic move. What's Josh going to really threaten in this game? Josh hasn't done anything in this game to show that he's really a threat towards the end. I mean, this is not a guy I believe is going to go for the long haul. I mean, he's already on thin ice. I mean, he's done so many stupid things. It's bound to get worse. You know. Now, if and, you were gonna, if you were, emotional... if you were Jessica, who would you have put up this week instead of Josh and Ramsey's? I, I keep Josh on there because I've got. I would my strategy would be I would put Josh against Alex, mainly because I want Josh to think. You know what? I can't beat Alex. Everybody's going to vote for her, so I'm going to flip out. So I want him to completely flip out, blow up the game completely ruin everybody's game, throw all Paul's secrets out there, my final two with Paul's no good, blah, blah, blah. And then on POV night, I take, I take Josh down and I replace him with Paul. And then I let Josh deal in the house with all the crap he started and all the secrets he's thrown out there and all the mouth that he's run. I'd let the Sharks eat him alive for the rest of the season and let him deal with it and co- completely get him to have no trust with anyone where nobody will talk to him. And then I, and then hopefully Paul or Alex goes home, which gives me a 50-50 chance again to win the HOH because those are the only two people competing. Ah, those are some competitors. And if, I mean, can you imagine if Paul had been up against Alex tonight in the actual vote? How sick would that? Oh have my been? God! It would have been crazy. That's fu- that's been freaking crazy. genius. That's why you're running yeah, I mean, the I d- Big Brother after show right there. <laughs> well, I, you know, Josh is my original nominee just because I want the person who's got the loudest mouth and the most emotional to absolutely lose it on the block against somebody that they feel like they can't beat. Alex is a perfect person to put up there. And if Alex comes down, then Paul goes up, Josh goes home, no big deal. But just as it played out where Jessica wins the POB, it's a perfect scenario that you put Alex and Josh up, let Josh blow up his game feeling like he can't stay in the house, unless he ruins everybody's game and exposes all their secrets and hopes that people are like, I can't trust any of these people. I'm going to vote out Alex or I'm going to vote out, you know, whoever. And then I take him, I save him. POV, I put him, I take him down because at that point he's going to ruin trust with everybody around him because he's an emotional basket case. I stick Paul up there and let the house get torn. I let the house get torn right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's you know, brilliant. But well, all right. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to take up anybody else's time, man. I appreciate your show, man. I'm gonna listen to every 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 Thursday night. I can't wait to hear next week. It's gonna be exciting. I think what's gonna happen is Paul's gonna find a way to get Cody or Jessica on the block. They're gonna use the halting hex, and then what we're gonna yeah. what CBS is gonna do is say we don't want to waste a week. So what we'll do is we'll make next week a double eviction. You agree with that? I think you're. You know what? I think you have nailed it. I think that is exactly what the plan is. I think Paul's going to say, you know what? Let's go ahead and burn that hex. Now I don't know. I think I think what she said was brilliant at the end tonight, where she said, hey, it's okay. Me and Cody are going to be safe for a couple of weeks after winning. I won the temptation. I think that was brilliant because if if nobody ever finds out what that what the temptation is. They're, they may be afraid to put her up to waste an HOH, but I think that Paul turns around and says, screw it. If she won it, I'm putting Cody up. Let her use it on Cody. Right, Let right, her burn right. her own hex on Cody. She may sit there and realize, I cannot burn this hex on Cody. I need to keep it for myself. <clears throat> and if that's the case, Cody goes home again. But if she burns it, then I think you're looking at a double eviction. I think you nailed it on the head. I think you're exactly right. I don't think Big Brother's going to go without an eviction next week. I just don't see it. Yeah, they're going to make it happen. All right, Sambo, I got to hit the sack, man. All right, my Love man. Love the show. I'm going to let you put me to sleep, my man. You're the man. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good Bye-bye. night. You too, man. You too. Hey, guys, if you want to be a part of the show just like that, we're going to talk about it. I'll let you have your moment, 713-955-0749. Now, Gotta understand I'm switching between notes here that I've got to take so I'm not just here talking just static and just awkward silence. So I have notes, and I sometimes I have to switch back and forth, so I'm sorry that caller had to hold a little bit. He was more deserving to be on a lot earlier and probably talk the whole time I've been running my mouth. Brilliant, 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 brilliant viewer there. I tell you, a lot of people, there's a lot of people divided between Paul and Cody and them. A lot of people want to see the underdog. You know, listen, Paul was the underdog last season. A lot of you guys forget that. He was a major underdog last season, and a lot of people were cheering for him. So don't count out the people who really like Cody, too. I mean, there's a, there's a group that really, really feels like an underdog. I, I like to see the house break up, so I'm a little lenient towards Cody's side just because I want to see this house break up. Um, but we we're, talking about, we we're talking about Paul. Uh, you know, like we listen. Everything's been said on the call before. We think I, I really think Paul's playing a great, great, great game right now. I, I think that he is so on top that it's almost scary. It's hard to see somebody really come in and dominate as hard as he has this early, and it's also a little scary. Um, but his game is good, and it's not his fault that people are following him. We don't know how well he's working in this game. I've seen a lot of things that Paul have, has done through spoiler sites and feeds and whatnot that made me give him a lot of credit at this point, annoying as it is. And there's been a lot of people that are upset that, you know, Yvette has gotten this far and that there's been a lot of credit given to Yvette. And I've, I've even said that. I, listen, I, I feel like the first week, okay, you get the friendship bracelets, that's fine. It gives them an instant eight people to work with. Let's be honest. I think Cody should have gathered the other eight. And I think Paul should have had his eight, and I think if that would have started the season, we would have been just fine at this point. But it is what it is. But, you know, look, Paul gets his instant eight uh, to work with from the first week. I think that's enough favor. I think four weeks of safety is a bit – or three weeks, I'm sorry. Three, three weeks of safety is a bit much. 
and I, and I and I do agree somewhat with that, uh, in the fact that I think one week or two week would have been fine. If he'd have had two weeks of safety, the first two weeks that gives him plenty of time, and he would have been fine. I think he would have been fine. Uh, you know, he would have still been. Uh, not available for eviction during Cody's uh, HOH. She still would have survived. We would be where we are. I don't think anything changes there. But the thing that everybody has to realize is, is, is you know, do vets really need this type of protection? Thirteen, uh, Season 13 of Vet won. Season 14 of Vet came in second. And Season 18 of Vet won. So what does that tell you guys? Do these vets really need that much safety? I think some of the problem is that vets are getting protected in the seasons that they return, and I don't have a problem with vets coming back like a lot of people. I don't. Um, but I think that the players are too enamored with these guys when they come back. The vets just kind of get them in an awe state, and then they want to work with these vets. Look, I can't. I am somebody who is a strategist, social player. I think if I got in that house, you'd have to ask people that know me, but I think I'd be social uh, and very strategic. Uh, I can't say that if Dr. Will or Dan doesn't walk in the house, I don't want to be – Renegades 2.0 or Chilltown 4.0, you know, look, I, I, I could probably honestly tell you that I would be very, very interested in being another member of Chilltown for, for, for sure, even if it meant I lasted three weeks. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. A lot of these players come in, and, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of the vets come in, these players get very enamored with them, and they get a little awestruck and a little starstruck, especially if they're big fans of the show, and they kind of melt. And they kind of lose it because not only are they intimidated – by being in this house with cameras following them everywhere, always watching their every step, hearing everything that they say. But you're also in a situation where now you're dealing with a vet who kind of intimidates you, and this vet tells you they're going to take you under the wing, and it happens all the time. We saw Dan do it. We saw, uh, you know, Danielle Donato do it in her season 13 where she took, I can't remember, uh, Kalia under her wing. I mean, there are players that come in, or, or Adam was taken kind of under Jeff's wing and Shelly taken under Jeff's wing. So in season 13, we saw a lot of that. And we saw a lot of, of new players just go with the vets because it was the safest thing to be, the safest place to be, and place they were going to give you advice, they were going to help you out. Hey, look, Boogie was going to take Ian and took Frank under his wing. Uh, Janelle took a few people under her wing. Of course, I, don't, <laughs> I think a lot of her people <laughs> rejected her. But Brittany took a lot of people under her wing. So – you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you see, for instance, Nicole take Corey under her wing, and, and almost all of the, if you think about it, almost all of the vets in, in, in these seasons take somebody as a partner that is not a vet, okay? And we saw that in, in 18. Nicole takes Corey. Um, James takes Natalie under his wing. Of course, we know what all that was about. But still, there, it's not vets teaming up, if you've noticed. Um, and if Frank takes uh, Bridget under his wing. So there's a lot of this that is, a, that is completely uh, false that we think that vets need to be protected. I think you need to give them a week or two, and that's it. But we are where we are with Paul. Um, Paul sometimes, I will say, thinks that he's very certain on things, uh, you know, he was very dismissive of, of, of Jessica getting the temptation, and if she did, that it would be very helpful to her. There's a lot of things that Paul kind of guesses wrong. I won't say that Paul has a great intuition, in my opinion. I think he has an okay intuition, but I think a lot of times it's just him doubting uh, things that actually end up being true. He's, he doesn't give a lot of credit to the unexpected, quote-unquote. He doesn't really give it a lot of credit, and we've seen it in this game, and expected is part of the game. 
and it is what it is. And I worry that Paul, if you're a Paul fan, that Paul is somebody who's a little bit uh, delusional about some things that he thinks are going on in the game. Um, but he's, he's, I can't deny, he cannot deny where he's at right now. Love her or hate him. I mean, he's playing a good game, and a lot of people give it credit for the four weeks of safety, including the first week that he had uh, four weeks total. Uh, I think that that gives him a lot of credit. I do, I think, or takes a lot of credit away from him because he had four weeks to really work the house uh, without any fear. Um, But now we're going to see what happens to Paul in this HOH position because I think that he goes after Mark and Elena. Uh, Obviously, I think he's going to go for the next closest thing to Cody and Paul, or Cody and uh, Jessica. I think our caller was right. I think it's very, very possible Paul says, go ahead and let her use her temptation. I'm going to put him on the block. Let's see what this is. And let's and if it's a one-week thing, then it's burned. If it's burned, then we're wide open for the rest of the time to put them up. I think that you get a double eviction at that point if she uses the hex. I think you get a double eviction. I think that's what Big Brother's waiting for in this double eviction, especially bringing somebody back. They've got to do it, I think. And uh, what a perfect time then when a pot, when I think that's a, possibly, and I tweeted this out. Um, Sorry, I had a good drink there. But I, I said this on Twitter. I said, look, I think the tem- I think the punishment is going to be that if she uses her hex, that they're going to go to immediately go to a, a quick, um, like a double eviction, where the first one's canceled out, but they're going to do a second one in quick time. They're going to do a really quick HOH, maybe trivia or something crazy like that. Probably not because they did that tonight. But, you know, crazy, you know, quick, tri- quick thing. It's going to be a quick turnaround, and then the winner is going to be HOH. And uh, they're going to have to turn around and put two nominees up. And maybe the people who were nominated before would be safe. Like, once if she if she uses the hex and halts it, the people that were on the block are safe. Which means that if she halts it and Cody was on the block, Cody's safe, but Jessica's not, and she doesn't have the hex anymore. I thought that's kind of what they would do, and I'm not going to put it past them to do that if she uses the hex next week. But I would not put it past Paul to go ahead and just push her on it and see what happens. Um, I would. I mean, you know, why not? Why not? If she's got it, let her burn it. It's not going to last forever. Um, but I think you go ahead and let her burn it. And, and maybe just put her up and put maybe her and the smartest strategy for Paul is to put, like, her and, like, put her and Mark up. Let her use it. Take Mark and her down. But know that Cody's going to be somebody that you're going to be aiming for next week. So, I think it's going to buy us a week here because I definitely think Paul may may test that. But he may completely bypass it and go for Mark and Atlanta. But, you know, that's going to be tricky because if POV is used and they win the POV and take themselves down, it's going to be interesting. Although I don't see Mark and Atlanta doing a whole lot. This could be – we could have a stretch here. We're going to see a lot of lame ducks go home um, because it's just coming to that time where the house is getting thin. house is getting very, very thin. A lot of talk about Raven. I think, I'll be honest with you, I think Raven's time is drawn near. Uh, we called it kind of last week where we said, you know what, people are going to eventually get tired of the sympathy thing. It's funny how oftentimes we kind of nail things, just stabbing in the dark, taking shots in the dark. But I think on this one we kind of got it. Uh, you know, Raven keeps talking about her illness. I don't know if you guys saw the um, – I'm dying of thirst, guys. But I don't know if you guys saw – uh, the the kind of the video of Raven talking to everybody around the pool. She kind of 
I think it took 20 seconds before everybody was gone, except for Cody, who got stuck there, trying to play a social game. God bless him. Man, if you're going to play it, that's the wrong time to play it. You might as well just get up and leave. But, I mean, she's chased everybody off around the pool because we're still talking about her being sick, and we're still talking about, you know, I think somebody had a stomachache. This is the thing that got under my crawl. And I know I've gotten a lot of a lot of anger about saying things about Raven on the show. But i got to be honest with you. I mean, I think somebody said their stomach hurt or their stomach was upset. Uh, and I can't remember who it was, and I know you guys will tweet it to me, but a lot of people say, oh, man, you know, my stomach's upset. And she was like, oh, well, that's, what, that's what I deal with every day. You know, and eventually you get the Debbie Downer, rah, rah, you know, where nobody just wants to hear it anymore. You know, we're finding out that this, that this doesn't seem to be terminal. I don't want to say for sure it's not. From what people are saying all over the place, that is not a terminal thing. And so I think people are going to start catching on to it. And one person who does seem to really catch on to it is Kevin. And you've got to like Kevin's game right now. Now, a lot of people did not like some of the things that Kevin did this week. But I like what Kevin did this week. I think he started to spread a little bit of the thing about Raven's sickness, maybe not being what what she's saying it is. You know, that she doesn't seem very sick. I mean, you know, not to say that somebody who has, unfortunately, like HIV or whatnot doesn't seem sick, okay? But, you know, it does make a point. She doesn't seem sick. She's not really eating things that she can't eat. You know what I mean? She's not throwing up everything. She's not, you know, walking around with stomach issues all the time. Seems like that she's, you know, doing pretty well in the house. Seems like she's actually kind of laid back and coasting through the house. And Kevin notices this, and Kevin begins to plant that seed. That's awesome, because I think there's going to be people that are going to start seeing what he sees, and they're going to start doubting Raven. And Raven is not the most enjoyable person to be around. I think a lot of people are going to get sick of hearing about the sickness. I think Matt is tired of being around her. I think Matt would probably maybe even throw a vote against her if he needed to just to get her away. I don't think that Matt is convinced any more than Elena is convinced that, she's in, that she likes Mark. And we've seen that. Okay? So I think we're in a situation where I think a lot of people would vote for Raven to go home. They would hate to do it because they would feel guilty, but I think a lot of people, depending on who she's against, would send her home. sad part is, is that I think a lot of people think she's a waste to send home. So that works in a lot of people's favor sometimes is, do I really want to send Raven home? It's kind of a waste of an HOH. But eventually, as this house gets thin, you're going to see that as we get closer into jury, if she lasts that long, that people are going to kind of get tired of her being there and probably going to start getting rid of her. The whole illness thing is starting to rub people thin. Uh, and so we're seeing we're seeing Raven really, 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 I think, wear people out. We said that was coming. I think it's still happening uh, and that's that's really, really something I, I foresee coming in the future quickly. Now, we talked about Kevin. On with Kevin. Kevin's playing a great game. Uh, like I said, a lot of people angry with Kevin uh, going and telling, well, number one, you know, being told about the the temptation. Okay? And then a lot of the Cody fans were upset, the, Co- the Jody, I guess is what it is. The Jody people being upset that Kevin went and told people that she had the temptation. And then a lot of the Paul fans being upset that he warned her about the flip and the blind side. Look, brilliant. Brilliant play. Brilliant. 
because I'm telling you, had he had gotten caught on the, on the temptation thing, he would have been able to save himself on warning them about the blind side. If he gets caught on the blind side thing, he gets credit for telling people about the temptation. He can always say, hey, I was trying to get her to use it tonight. So the idea is I think Kevin played this exactly right. I think Kevin is playing extremely well. And we said Kevin's got to clean up. Kevin's got to clean up a little bit. He's, he's playing a really, really good game. He kind of got off track a little bit with some of the comments that he made, some of the stuff that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. A lot of people were starting to get kind of hip to him. But he's kind of gotten himself back in order in a good position again in the house. So he's working both sides. It's a very, very, very fragile place to be. But Kevin seems to do it okay because – a lot of people see Kevin as this older guy who really doesn't know what's going on, and he's just kind of cool. He votes with the house, whatever they want, you know, whatever. He's not somebody you have to talk into too much. But at the end of the day, Kevin is playing all this right at this moment. And so I, I think Kevin is somebody I still stick by, that I see him going very, very far uh, because he doesn't ruffle any feathers. He's got info. He uses that info. And like I said, he's, it's very much like an Andy game. And a lot of people hand, hated Andy in 15. I think Andy deserved that win. I think he was the best player of that season just for the fact that, yeah, he ratted people. Yeah, he did this. He told people stuff. He gossiped this. He gossiped that. And maybe he wasn't the most endearing personality. But the fact of the matter is, is that somebody who controls information in a house is very, very powerful. And, and Andy put himself in that position in a very strong spot to control the information in that house. So Andy deserves that kind of credit. <laughs> Andy deserves that kind of credit, okay? And Kevin's going to deserve that kind of credit, too, if he keeps playing the way he's playing. I see him very, very strong. Uh, and I see somebody taking Kevin pretty far with them until they realize that Kevin's very liked in this house, and he's got he's to go. Now, do I think people are smart enough in this house to figure that out? Probably not. I think a lot of people would take Paul to the final two. And that's an awful thing to admit because that's me saying that strategy is not a thing in Big Brother 19 right now with most of the house. But I am not afraid to say that I don't think strategy is a big thing in Big Brother 19 right now. I think you've got a few people doing it, and that's about it. So Kevin's playing a great game in my opinion. I, I like what he's doing. Uh, and I see very, very, a very, very strong uh, move for him. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I had to read it there. All right, guys, listen. I'm going to wrap up this thing. We're going to talk about what we think the future is going to be. I, like I said, I think that Paul burns that hex. If he doesn't burn the hex, I think he puts uh, Mark and Elena up, kind of takes some of the support from Cody and Jessica. My bet is is that he knows that Jessica has the power. Why not put Cody up and see if she uses it or put her up, make her use it, and save Cody for next week? Because if he gets rid of Mark and Elena too, that's really going to put – not that they're doing a whole lot, let's be honest. But, you know, hey, that takes another group away that would help Cody and Jessica. So either way, I don't think Paul's in a bad spot. I think he's just going to go ahead and burn his HOH. That's fine. Go ahead and make her use it, or he's going to put Cody up and see if she uses it. I don't know. I don't know. She may trust her gut and say, you know what, I think I'm a better player without Cody. I think she might have been. I think the caller was right. 
I think he's dead on. I think she might have been a better player without Cody being back because I think Cody hurts her game. But as we talk about the power rankings, guys, it's the last part of the show as we wrap it all up. These are not always in stone, but I think they're pretty accurate. I'm going to tell you, I think it's at the top. You can probably already guess it. We're not going to stick too long on it. But Paul's at the very top. You can't take any away from Paul, anything away from Paul at this point. We heard it from our great caller. He's just playing everything the right way. He played Ramsey's brilliant. He plays Josh brilliantly. Josh offers him very little other than secrets, things that he hears, and a vote. But he plays Josh as if him and Josh are the best of friends, and I think that is a classic move by Paul. I think it's very, very intelligent. Look, he keeps, he keeps Josh safe. He flips the house. He gives him a blind side. How much do you think Josh owes him after this week? He owes him more than he did before. So Josh is never going to really turn on Paul, and Paul's got that locked in. Now, he went and told Ramsey, look, man, you crazy? You're not going home. Look, nobody's going to let you go. He played Ramsey's perfectly. Paul has almost played everybody like a fiddle this season. Uh, anybody who has been open to his words has been used. Credit where credit's due, man. And that includes everybody's friend, Alex. Alex, the one that everybody just loves as fans, you know, she's going to do something, she's going to do something. She did exactly what Paul asked her to do. He's got everybody under his pocket. He got everybody under his thumb. Everybody is in his pocket. He's got it, with the exception of the people that he wants to get rid of. It just so happens that if you go against Paul, you go home. If you work for Paul and you deal with Paul and you're in Paul's inner circle, he's going to do something to set you up to probably go home later. He's got control. It's amazing. Can I give him a first spot? Uh, number two, it comes in with Kevin in the power rankings. Uh, I think he's playing an Andy style game, like I said. He says the things he needs to be that needs to be said to stay relevant. He's always kind of in the ear. He's not too loud. He's always kind of planting a seed. Um, he knows a lot, but he chooses what he wants to tell to people. Um, I think he's making great social moves. Um, and, and like I said, I think he's backed off a little bit from some of the other things he was doing. He said some – He at, there's times where Kevin does a creepy comment uh, that I think just old perverts like uh, like me probably would do, and you end up kind of getting a little bit in trouble there, uh, especially when you're his age and you've got, you know, five kids that are adults. And you got to be kind of careful about some of the stuff you say to the younger crowd. He says some things to Jessica – <clears throat> that came off, uh, you know, a little bit like, you know, he's making some moves. Not serious moves, nothing that would get him in trouble. But, you know, hey, you know, you live in Boston, I live in Boston, we should hook up and meet up at this bar that we both know. And It's a little weird, a little weird. But I think he probably has good intentions. I don't think that he means it that way. He also had some. he also said something, I think he said something to Jason about having sex with Christmas in the jury house. Would he do? Would he do that? And I mean, I just threw. I think it was Jason. I think whoever he was talking to threw him off a little bit. Like, whoa, dude! Like, really? So it seems like he's calmed that down a little bit. He's a guy that kind of. I told you guys. I think good players change with the environment. This is a house that's going to be constantly changing. One day people are going to be on the, against these people. The next day somebody's messed up and said something that's gotten everybody upset. It's a constantly changing environment. You have to be an emotional chameleon. And I think Kevin does a good job kind of just fitting in where he, he gets in where he fits in. And he kind of just he's kind of just there, but he's not overbearing. And that's what I really like about Kevin's game right now. 
Um, Jason is another guy that I like uh, in the power rankings. Uh, listen, he's worked his way from a target. If you guys remember, he was kind of an early on target. Uh, he was a target, and now he's kind of in the inner circle a little bit. I think he's a really smart player, and, you know, there's a lot of complaints from you guys on Twitter that nobody's playing for the money. But, by God, Jason told you guys Thursday night he's playing for a two-year-old son. And I can tell you, as somebody with a two-year-old son and a four-year-old son, but a two-year-old son, especially I don't know if he's a single dad or whatnot, you give up a lot to go in that house when you have young children at home. And a lot of these players who have been in the house with young children at home know exactly what that's like. I can't imagine. Uh, so much that I think it's a disadvantage at times because I think you can emotionally get homesick and worried about not being there for your kids. Because, listen, you know, you you could go on that show. you got a two-year-old son. You could go on that show. I think Derek's child had an operation while he was in the house. How scary. And I think they told him that the operation was fine in the in the diary room, that everything went, went okay. But can you imagine, like, if, if your kid falls and, and hits his head or her head or something happens to your child that's, not major, but scary, and you, you don't know anything about it. They can't tell you. And to think that you're in that house going, man, I hope my kids are okay. I hope nobody's gotten hurt. I hope nobody's been in the hospital. I hope nobody's gotten violently sick and I wasn't there to help them. I hope they haven't, I hope they haven't feel like I've abandoned them. Let me tell you something. That's got to be really emotionally tough. And when that man says, and, and with tears in his eyes, I'm bringing, I'm bringing home the 500000 that was a refreshing thing to see because we see a lot of people playing for jury now. That's a complaint you guys put on Twitter, and I agree with you. There's too much jury play. I just want to make it to jury. Juries, juries for losers. Jury is for losers. Nothing would make me more angry. If I went home first, I would probably be more angry that I made it to jury. To sit there and have to wait to give somebody money that I want would drive me nuts. You go to play for the half a million Jason to say, I'm, I'm bringing home 500000 good for you, man. Hats tip to you. I honestly kind of deep down cheer for this guy to, to get very far, maybe get in a final two or three. I would kind of like to see it because at least he's saying, I am here to win this game, and I think he's done a good job making his moves from target to inner circle, kind of on the outside of the inner circle, but he's in with Alex, and I think that helps him a lot. Uh, I think he's tight with her, but I think he also needs to expand himself a little bit throughout the house, kind of get a pulse on things. I don't think it would hurt him to talk to Cody a little bit. Uh, I think he needs to work with people that are a little bit more on the know, though, uh, and maybe kind of get a little closer to Paul, uh, find a way to get in and, and, and fit in uh, in that group. And I think probably talking to Kevin would be a lot of good for him. I could see him and Kevin work together, but I think – I think that the thing that blows me away is I really think that, uh, you know, I think working with Cody would have done him a little bit of good if they'd have been successful, but probably would have backfired this week. Uh, but like I said, needs to step up his own game, but he has a great feel for the game. We, see him, we saw him talk to Alex about our nominations, things that he thinks they should do. He's starting to think two steps ahead. When he, when he said that – sorry, i got to take a drink here once in a while – when he was telling Alex, we got to save, we got to save Jessica for us. We have to take her off that block. We've got to put her in our group. We've got to work with her. I think he was so smart to think that way. That is somebody who's not thinking like the house. He's thinking for himself. He's thinking about the game in the future. 
this is a guy that if he continues to think that way, he's going to be very good in this game. He's going to catch on. But he needs to kind of make some bigger moves for himself to better himself, to protect himself, to find a really, really good alliance outside of, outside of Alex that is willing to listen to some you know, observations that are outside of Paul's. Although, as we said, you go against Paul or you say something against Paul, it's amazing. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you're the Judas, right? You got to be really careful. You don't want to be, uh, you don't want to be, the guy turning turning on Paul. But I think that there needs to be some rumor. I think I think Kevin's a great guy to go and kind of talk to about it. Uh, so I'd like to see Kevin and, and Jason work together, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, my last guy in the power rankings is Josh. Look, he keeps getting up here. I mean, the the end for Josh has to be near. And God, I feel like I say that every week. How anyone can keep him is really beyond me. He is a vote, and I understand why he's important to Paul. But it's hard for me to figure out why he's important to everybody else. This is a guy that if you tie your boat to him, it's an anchor. It's not light at the end of the tunnel. It's a train coming. This guy is going to throw anyone under the bus the minute that he feels emotionally vulnerable. The moment that he's got something that's adversity for him, he is going to flip and he is going to blow the house up, and he's going to blow everybody's game up. I really don't see how Josh continues to stay here. But lo and behold, he will be safe again this week. He was safe last week. They saved him, they saved him tonight. He'll be safe next week. And if I, ever hear, if I never hear Meatball again, I'll be the happiest person alive. That is the most annoying thing over and over. Meatball, Meatball, beep. Like, man, get over yourself. I know some of y'all think it's funny. I think it's just the most annoying thing. Uh, every year, every season, it seems like there's something that's annoying, and Meatball has to be it right now. But um, I think, really, he's the Meatball, to be honest with you. But, listen, he keeps sitting in there. He's still sitting pretty. I can't throw anything at him. So I've got to put him in the power rankings. I've got to put him high up. He, he He's a Teflon. You can't get anything to stick to him. My God, it slides right off. It's amazing. Uh, in my bottom, I put Raven. Uh, as we talked about, we don't need to go over it, but we know that she is numbing people out with this sickness thing. It's getting old. I think Matt's going to eventually get really tired of her, and it's going to start showing. I think if Matt ever kind of says, I'm, I don't want – you know, if they ever have, like, some kind of reason for Matt to kind of say, I don't want to talk to you anymore, and she's going to be a basket case. I really don't think that she is emotionally mature. Uh, you know, say what you want. I know I'm an evil person. I don't care. I'll take the, I'll take the stamp on my chest. I'm evil. I just – this whole thing with sickness, I'm over it. Uh, it's not a charity, it's a game. And I think it's burning everybody else out. I think Raven's days are, she's going to go a little further because she's a waste of an HOH uh, to, to send her home. Uh, but, but God, I almost, we almost saw her win an HOH tonight. Oh, my God. It's probably coming. Ugh. Stab me in the ear with a spoon at this moment if she wins. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I do think that this is wearing thin on people, and that's why I have her on the bottom. She's not doing anything for anyone. It's a bad place for her to be in, I think. And my next spot, it's going to be really interesting, but i got a reason for it. I put Elena. Elena, to me, uh, her she has an inability to find true loyalty. Uh, she's somebody I find that just really cannot, cannot buy into true loyalty. And I think that that kind of will bite her as the game goes. 
I don't think anybody's going to feel like she's really committed. I think she's an easy mark down the road. Um, she got in back in with Cody and, and Jessica really quick, um, but I think that I think she's so far removed from the rest of the house that she's now put a target on herself, and so is Mark. Um, I think she is somebody who might do well in, a, in a, like a puzzle HOH. I know that sounds weird, but maybe like a puzzle HOH she would do well, but I just don't see her doing anything that's going to make a real mark on the game. She's tight with Mark, uh, but it seems like she doesn't have an allegiance to Mark. And that goes back to the inability to make a commitment, be loyal. In this game, you have to have some loyalty between. You have to have some honor among thieves, okay? And I just don't think Elena's got it. I don't think she has the ability. It seems like anybody she kind of gets tied to, she has a way of drifting off. And I think that that makes her somebody that is very easy to put up. Um, she has moments where she's loyal to Paul, and it's almost like she's in love with Paul a little bit, you know, like where she's trying to get really close with Paul, but then when Cody comes back, she's all in with Jody. Uh, you know, I just I think she's low on the totem, and she has totem pole, and she just has nothing else other than Mark to maybe shield her when it comes eviction time or nomination time that maybe Mark goes up before her. But I got to say that I really feel like her lack of ability to make a commitment to loyalty anywhere is a it's going to be a false thing for her because she's not even good at faking it. Kevin is good at faking loyalty. He can kind of be loyal for a minute and he'll make you believe that he's in it. But you know, and Jason kind of does the same thing as well. But I just feel like she's a lot more obvious about not being out. She just floats out there. And in my last spot, no surprise here tonight. Well, not my last spot. You know who's in my last spot. But second to last would be Jessica. All the potential. HOH, POV, Temptation, Battle Back, all these things in her favor. She was sweeping this week. Man, I told you guys, Jessica's dangerous. She can play this game. She can do some things. I like her intuition. Go back and play tapes. I'm telling you, I could put a greatest hit clips together for Jessica, and you'd be floored. And the one time that i proven right about this girl, she turns around and puts a dud, a dud nomination together, thinking that she doesn't want to stir the pot. My dear, you have already had the pot stirred, and you weren't even in it. The spoon was Cody, and you were, the, you were just involved. You were just a victim of circumstance. There is no way you're going to not stir the pot at this point. Every move you make now needs to be big moves, needs to be big moments, needs to be big, big, big social game. If this has not woken you up, you will sleep through it. You will fail class and you will sleep through the exam. You have to wake up now. You've got great intuition. Listen to your gut. Stop listening to Cody, as the caller said. Cody's a moron. I think Cody has a good read on people. I don't want to go against the things that I've said and, and act like I, I – I, I don't. I do think that Cody does read people well. I just think that Cody makes really bad decisions because, like the caller said, he hadn't made a good one since he's been in the game. But he was right about Paul. He knew Paul was going to. Was everybody was following Paul? It was just too early. His HOH was too early. The way he talked to Megan was stupid. It made everybody go on their heels. The first week in the house, you're going to talk badly about somebody putting them up. How you don't like them? Man, you didn't give that girl a chance. And if you, you know what's funny? If you had given her a chance, you would have found out she's a military person just like you. Ridiculous. So, Cody, yeah, Cody is a moron. But at the same time, Jessica has got a mind for this game. She's not stupid. 
but her nominations to not to not uh, ruffle feathers was the dumbest thing ever. The game has begun. It doesn't start next week. It's always happening. And you run the HOH at the right time, POV, battle back, temptation, and you blew it. You absolutely blew all over it and ruined it. And it's just hard to justify that. The end result of that block should have been Josh and Paul or Paul and Alex. You should have taken the emotion out of it, just like our caller said. What a great call tonight. Take your emotion out of it. This is not in a game that needs to be played by emotions. People who play by emotions die by emotions in this game. They get voted out because they played on emotion. Do not do that. She's made that mistake by putting Josh up. She should have completely avoided putting Josh up. If anything, she should have gone to Josh and said, Josh, whatever we got between us, I don't know what happened, but I want to squash it. Obviously, you're upset. I understand. I, I, explain to me why you're mad. Let's talk it through. If you don't like me after this, that's fine. But I'm, I, I don't want to put you up. I don't see any benefit in putting you up. The only reason Josh is flipping out is because Josh knew he was going up. Let's be honest. I think Josh being up against anybody stronger in the house like Paul or Alex makes Josh absolutely fall apart. I believe that 100%. I think he goes around and he ruins it for everybody in the house, and that house is all the cards are on the table after Josh goes through his his – you know, pissy pants, Pete, the fit-throwing situation that he goes through. He's a crybaby. And it, this is a guy who can totally dish it out, but he can't take it. The moment somebody says something back to him, he starts crying like a, like my two-year-old. It's, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I hope he's not like that outside the house. Um, but that's a bad mistake on Jessica's part. What a letdown. And now she's got an even bigger target on her back. Because she didn't get rid of the people who put a target on her back. Who cares if Josh had a target on you? He wasn't going to do anything. This idea of pawning, this idea of putting a pawn up is the most ridiculous thing ever. Put two people up there you, you think are a big threat to you and let one of them go home. If you have a POV used at that point, fine, put a pawn up. But these pawns that start at the beginning and they just pawn and pawn and pawn. It's the most ridiculous, mind-numbing, boring. Oh, it's just the, the lamest part of the game. Quit pawning. If you go in the house from here on, if you were listening to this show and you're going to, do not pawn. God almighty. Put a pawn up if POV's used and you want somebody that's left on the block to go home. But put the two people up that you want to get out. It's the smartest play. It's the strongest play. Jessica, you just got scared of making a move because you know Mr. Pot, you were clueless. But I love her intuition. I love her gut feeling. I think she can rebound. If Cody goes home, I think she's smarter. To, if Cody goes on the block, I really think she should keep her hex. I really do. If they decide to put Cody up to see if she'll use her temptation, I think she needs to keep it in her pocket. Save it one more week. One more week. Yeah, Cody's on your team and Cody's on your side. I'm telling you, even if you save that heck and you halt it, you don't win HOH next week, you're going to go up because they know you don't have it anymore. I think she needs to put it in her back pocket. This game is not about team. It's about yourself. And she was doing really, really well when she was by herself. I think, anyway. She stayed quiet. She played possum. She was aware of what was going on in the house. She trusted her gut. Jessica just needed to be quiet. And then finally, my last one, of course, no secret here, Ramsey's complete dud. 
I can be cruel if I want to now. I, I want to give the guy a little bit of credit, see what he would do. As the guy who was immature when he walked in the house, uh, just by the things that he does. Listen, you guys that dress up like superheroes, God bless you. I mean, I've listen. I go I, sometimes. I go. Uh, or when my wife and I first met, we went to uh, a Dragon Con in Atlanta. Not because we dressed up or anything, just because it was just fun to people watch. Um, I, listen, you ever if you live in if you live in the Atlanta area, okay, and you want to be entertained, like not even make fun of people, just. Wow, I mean, like, people really got into this. People really – go to Dragon Con in Atlanta. I think it's in September. You will completely enjoy people watching. They do a parade. It's, it's – you know what? Honestly, it's really cool. People put a lot of efforts in these costumes. So I'm not bagging on Ramsey's for that. I think it's neat that people can do that. I'm, I'm very open to any kind of weird thing that people are into. If it's your hobby, man, it's America. Do what you want to do. As long as you don't hurt anybody else, I don't care. But when you go in the Big Brother house, you just didn't have the maturity. This is a guy who did cosplay costumes. I just, did, you know, from that moment, I just realized this is a super fan who, you know, has no real. I'm gonna probably be proven that he probably owns a million dollar cosplay costume company. But this guy really doesn't have any real life experience. It's gonna be difficult for him to go in the house. He's a super fan. It's gonna be overloaded for him. It's sensory overload, and that's exactly what happened to Ramsey's. He was a dud. You can't, you know, listen, you don't save yourself by just asking people who they're going to vote for and saying, okay, who are you going to vote for? Are you going to vote, hey, are you going to vote for me or the guy who's not in the room? Oh, the guy not in the room, I'm voting him out. Okay, cool. I feel great. Stupid. Stupid. How can you not feel like you need to really make moves? You knew Josh was in good with people. You should have tried to make some deals. You could have gone to Cody and Jessica before the nominations and say, or before the POV and said, look, if you guys win, I really think that there is a chance to flip. Who cares if it was true or not? It ended up being true, but by God, make it up. Make it up. There's nothing wrong with making up a lie in this game. Jessica did it tonight. It was awesome. That's how this game is played. Ask Dr. Will. Ask Dan. You want to see great players? Great players lie. Ramsey should have lied, even if he ended up being right. Should have bluffed his way right into using that POV on him. Should have said, the house is going to flip, guys. I'm already telling you, I've already heard from a couple of people, this house is flipping. They're sending me home. You need to use that veto. If you don't want me to go, if you want me to go, that's fine. But I'm telling you, I will go home. I've already heard from four people that this is going to flip and didn't hear from them, overheard them talking. Okay? This house is going to flip, and they're going to blindside you guys. You need to use that POV and go ahead and put Paul up. I would have done it without even knowing the flip was happening. Why not? Because he knew it was there. He knew it was possible. And he never, ever touched that zone. He never went heavily after it. He just let the cards fall. And guys, and players like that need to go home. He's a, he was a dud. I'm sure he's a great kid outside of the house. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. I'm not bagging on him personally. I just think that when it comes to gameplay, awful. Awful. Coat hanger. Just hanging there. Just hanging there. Just holding something else up. Awful. Anyway, guys, listen. Thursday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern. You get me live. Don't forget about it, okay? We're going to be back next week. We see Paul's HOH. We're going to find out exactly what happens. Come back, and we're going to talk a lot about um, everything we think that's going to go on the following week. We may even see a double eviction Thursday. It could see, we, we could see a lot of action. 
Uh, I'll be paying attention to the spoilers. I'll be reading Morty's. I suggest you do the same. Guys, just keep tweeting. Uh, BB After Show is where I'm at. At BB After Show, uh, if you friend me, I will definitely friend you back. I don't friend. Sam, we're not on Facebook. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. What a world we live in. But if you follow me, I'll follow you back. We're going to tweet a lot. We'll have fun. I try to put some polls out there for you guys because I know how much you guys like to vote on things. So we'll try to get the polls back going. They kind of slow down, but we'll get them back out there. It's just been a really weird, really kind of, I don't know. I would like to say it's been a little bit of a boring couple of weeks, in a way, for Big Brother. Not too much drama, right? I don't know. What was I going to put out there? Hey, do you guys think the blind side will work? I mean, hell, it would have been 98 to, what, 2%? Jesus. So, yeah, I try to put some polls out there that are actually fun to answer. So we'll be working on that, guys. Uh, again, Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. I appreciate it so much. I want to thank Morty's. I want to thank my caller. What a great call. Um, very, very intuitive, very knowledgeable. That's the kind of calls I love having here, guys. You're always welcome to do it. Keep the number in hand, 713-955-0749. We're going to start taking your calls more and more as you want to call in. Uh, we will take them. We'll talk about it. We'll give you the forum to, uh, and the floor to talk. So please do that. It's a lot of fun. I promise I won't bite your head off. All I ask is that you treat each other fairly um, when you do come on. So please keep that in mind. Uh, so we will see you guys next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. Keep listening to us. Keep us dialed in. Keep tweeting us. It's going to be a fun next couple of weeks, guys, as we get into a little bit closer to jury. You'll see things heat up hopefully a little bit more. It's going to be fun. This is the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. Thanks so much, guys. And as always, be good to each other, please. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.